All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. A tremendous Tuesday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Also coming to you live, Oilers Nation YouTube. Always happy to have you along for the ride. As always, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, somebody on Friday was the big winner. $50 million in Lotto Max. And so tonight's draw, 13 mil, which pretty sure would still be all right uh, tomorrow. The uh, goal ball jackpot, $28 million. And get all that as well. You want to bet on uh, games and everything else? Stay within your limit at playalberta.ca. We have a, a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, lots to discuss uh, around the uh, NHL, of course. Um, CFL, the uh, finalists for uh, player awards are out. We'll update you on that. We're also going to talk a little uh, basketball. We didn't really get into it yesterday, the James Harden trade. We'll get into that. The uh, Ottawa Senators. <laughs> so they made it. They they traded Dadanoff in the summer of 2021. The summer of 2021. And then to Vegas. And then at the trade deadline in March of 2022, Vegas looked to move him to Anaheim. Announced the trade. Dadnoff's like, no, Anaheim's on my no trade list. Trade didn't happen. This was in 2022, in March. We're in November of 2023. That is 20 months later. And today the NHL decides that Ottawa, because a trade they made in the summer of 21, they didn't have uh, the, the no trade list for Dadnoff on there. So you're telling me in eight months, like no one in Vegas... There would ever be a conversation, like even Dadanoff's agent, 
Like, I don't know. Like, this is a first-round selection? Seriously? Seems rather harsh. They hide all this from the current owner in Ottawa. Just Did you see Ann Lauer's comments already? He didn't know about this. He didn't know about the Pinto thing when he was looking to acquire the team. Quote, well, maybe they're just hoping the seller would get top value. You think? Uh, also today, the uh, Senators, I guess they were waiting. Ah, you know what? Uh, once this comes out, uh, Dorian's done. So uh, Dorian, like, let's be honest. We all knew the minute Steve Stales would hire there that uh, Dorian was on thin ice. It was only a matter of time before he get let go. So he's out. I, I think DJ Smith is on thin ice now as the head coach. No question. It's a new GM. Ottawa had high expectations. We'll see where they go. So, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that. I just explain to me. So did Ottawa purposely? So they didn't include a, a no trade list? Or they didn't include the teams that were on it? I don't know. Like over two years ago. Seems uh, seems odd to me. Uh, today, Dave McCarthy will be by uh, Uremchuk. Uh, Pete Jensen will join us at uh, 320. Uh, no, who is it Wednesday or who is it Wednesday? Uh, guest uh, canceled uh, last minute, unfortunately, and uh, a little too late to, to get somebody to commit for an entire hour. But uh, I already have next Wednesday's guest that do, you are very much going to like. It's going to be awesome. Uh, the next few Wednesdays actually are lined up, so uh, it'll be great. Uh, Mike Rupp will be by, as always does, on uh, Wednesdays. We'll have Help Your Neighbor, your chance to uh, qualify, win yourself some great prizes, and most importantly, you're going to gift someone a brand-new high-efficiency furnace, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, Spec will be by. Uh, Paul Sir will talk a little uh, basketball. We'll get your thoughts, as always. You can share them with us, 833-401-1440, in our Jiffy Lube inbox, which is uh, already filling up. Show's just started. I love it. People are just waiting. They're just waiting. I like it. Also, how was your Halloween? I hope it was great. It's really kind of hit or miss depending on, on some people and, and where you live. Some people were like, yeah, last year we had lots of kids. This year, not as many. It was a nice evening for trick-or-treating. You, you can't ask. For, like, it, it wasn't too cold. I know there were some kids who had been out there for two and a half hours and their hands were a little chilly. Nothing crazy. Didn't stop them from staying out there. So I'll say this. Was it chilly? Sure. Was it cold to the point of uncomfortable? No, because they kept trick-or-treating, as they should. This is a once a year, man. You gotta, you're not feeling well? This is where you become Michael Jordan, and you play through the pain. You play through the sickness. You play through the cold. And that's what kids do. Many Michael Jordans around the trick-or-treating activities last night. Playing through the pain. Hey, you need to. When it's Halloween, you you know it. You could miss school today, but you can't miss Halloween. It's just how it goes. My son actually trick or treated in his shorts. Idiot! But no, he loves his shorts. So uh, he went as Mbappe, and as uh, so we had the whole outfit and everything, he's like, "Dad, can't wear leggings. They don't wear leggings." And I'm like, "All right." So uh, away he went. So I guess you got to stay authentic to the uh, to the costume. We'll see. Uh, also, uh, if we have some time, we'll, uh, I had a one-on-one -on -one interview today with uh, Cody Cece. We'll either play it today or tomorrow on the show. Cece off to a, a really solid start on the back end for the Edmonton Orders. And uh, kind of ask why. You know, we did get into the, uh, the system, and he just said, you know what, man? It doesn't really matter what the system is. You execute. And we didn't execute early on. Thank you. Now, they did switch back, 
maybe they can execute better. They feel more comfortable, whatever. But uh, early on, they didn't execute as well as they should have. The uh, month of October is done and gone. Now we're into November. I, I will say this. We should have a question for you today, Oiler fans. Oilers have played eight games. They are two, five, and one. What game number do you think they will be back to uh, 500? Which could be five, five, and two at best case scenario. Or five, five, and one, excuse me. Right? As many wins. And actually, you know, I guess that's a 500 points percentage. It would be better to say how many games until the orders have won as many as they lost. And I include overtime losses in that. That's a loss. Did you get a win? You did not. You got a loss. Now, it might be the Gary Bettman special, but it's still a loss. They played eight games. Uh, they've won two, which is uh, which is not great. Now, if they win their next four, then they'd be at 500. Six wins out of 12. If they win all four, then technically they're 6-5-1. and one, But they've still won six out of 12. So how many games do you think before the orders get back to official as many wins as losses. Let me know. Text in 833-401-1440. Uh, they play Dallas tomorrow, who's in Calgary tonight. They got Nashville on Saturday afternoon. They also have Vancouver next Monday. The uh, Canucks have beat them twice already this season. Then they're in San Jose on Thursday and Seattle the following Saturday. Those are their next uh, five games. Curious what to, what people think. What's your confidence level in your team? I'd be very curious to know. So there you have it. I think I said Tuesday off the top of the show. It's actually Wednesday. What an idiot. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for letting me know. Yes, is indeed Wednesday, not Tuesday. Tough one. Tough start to the show. So Good news. Hey, kind of like the order season. I'll be better the rest of the show. The Oilers, you look back, I won't be surprised if October is their worst month of the season. Actually, I'd be shocked if it wasn't because I don't think they're that bad of a team. And I know there's a lot of angst. Well, they may not a lot. There's some angst. There's some frustration. It's leading to some just absolutely ridiculous suggestions on what the order should be doing right now. And I get it. Some people like to overreact when the team's not playing great. But uh, I look at the orders. I think they'll go 4 0 and 1, 4 1 and 0, or 5 and 0 in their next five. The schedule sets up in their favor. I expect a victory tomorrow night against Dallas. Nashville, they pretty much beat for fun. Right, the Vancouver game, hey, you can't count out the Canucks, man. That That's probably their, you know, that's a tough game. Uh, San Jose, I'm sorry. That'll be. That could be a one game where if there's anybody who's not going, they'll get going offensively that game. Honestly, the Sharks, I don't know if you've watched their games, but oof, like they are bad. They're really bad. And I don't I don't see how suddenly they're going to start scoring goals. They just don't have a lot of offense on that team. They don't have a lot of defensemen on that team. Definitely not a lot of top four defensemen on that team. So... It is going to be a tough sledding for them, for sure. Uh, also, 
Uh, Cons, I guess I want to get your thoughts. Uh, first of all, the the Ottawa Dorians let go. That that can't be a surprise to anyone. I guess it, it's interesting that he gets let go on the day that the NHL announces that the Ottawa has to forfeit a first round pick in either 2024, <laughs> 2025, or 2026. Yeah, very, very surprising to hear that one, right? Kind of a coincidence the way it works out that way, I'm sure, but... I don't think it's a coincidence at all. <laughs> like, but, oh, he well, let I, this happen? Okay, see ya. We've got a guy in the building and Steve Stales who can handle it on the interim basis. When would you take it? Would you say, like, 2026? You know, at that point, we hope to be heading into the second, third round of the playoffs. It'll be later in the draft. Or do you get it out of the way? Well, I think it all depends on where they're picking. Mm-hmm. I, so they don't have to announce it. Like, they don't have to announce their intentions on which year they're going to give it up. They'll get to the 2024 draft, and I think they have to announce it 48 hours before the draft. Isn't that what I read? So maybe I'm wrong. But And then, so the league knows, okay, you don't have the blank pick. If you're the Ottawa Senators, and you win a round of the playoffs this year, then I would let it go. Because that means you're giving up, like, uh, no, 24th to 38th pick, 32nd pick. That's what I would do. 25th to uh, 32nd. That's what I would do if I was the uh, the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, there would be some risk there for sure. If something were to happen and thing goes, things do go wrong in that final year and you were to have a higher-up pick, you're not going to want to risk that. So I'm with you, yeah. If it's second half of the draft, let it be done, move on, uh, especially if you do find that next general manager of the future, if it isn't going to be Steve Steos. Uh, there are some reports out there that there's some familiar names, uh, Edmonton, Edmonton hockey fans. I don't know how true they are, but... but yeah, Peter Shirelli? Yeah, yeah. I've seen that floating around on social media. Yeah. Right. Remember, it's social media. Yeah, no. Well, his name was out there for a while ago, but I don't... Um, it, it's not anything that I would look at. So, no. Um, well, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I don't see why Steve Stales isn't just going to be the GM. It's kind of like, um, remember Dubas said, hey, I'm the intern GM, and then how long did it last, and then he's the GM. right? I think that's what's going to happen in Ottawa. I, I think it's an interim... One now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they hire another one, but for some reason I think it's it's going to be Steve Stales. That is my uh, that is my gut. So and here's the other thing though for Ottawa, if the you limit yourself if they ever want to be competitive, like in 25 or 26, you're better off to give it up right now because then that's a trade ship you don't have at the deadline in 25 or 26. So that's why I think there's a there's a very good chance. Um, lots of votes coming in. Uh, hey, boys, uh, Bones says uh, game 14. Uh, AZ says it's going to be 20 games. Wow. There you go. Boys, easy stretch coming up. Well, at least relatively easy from uh, High Prairie. Saying 14 games. Hey, Greg, you know you're, you're listening to a great sports broadcast when they can cover trick-or-treating. So fun. You have to play through the pain to be rewarded with candy. I love it from Dennis, still a Browns fan. Well, it's true, man. I know for a fact there were some kids who were a little bit under the weather, and it was Halloween, and they're like, no, I'm going. And usually my son, if, if he says he's not feeling well, you know, and there's like, oh, I can't, I'm not feeling well enough to go to school, but, geez, if we have hockey that night, then I'm suddenly feeling better. It's like, well, if you don't go to school, you probably can't go to hockey tonight. And then usually, magically, unless they're really sick, then they go to school. So to me, now trick-or-treating, it's a once-a-year thing. If my son or daughter was uh, was ailing and it was Halloween and they said they want to try it, I'd let them try it. It's a once-a-year event. 
Different than school. Once a year, baby. I like it. So. Hey, Gregor, what if they traded all their first rounders over that time period? Tim. Well, Tim, they can't. They have to give up a 24 or 25 or 26. They have to. So when they make trades, if they trade two of them, then they know they can't trade the other one because that's the one they're forfeiting. They, it's not an option. The league won't approve a trade if, let's say, they've already traded the 25th and 26th and then magically they're going to try to trade the 24th. Or obviously it wouldn't work that way. It'd probably work the other ways. Uh, it's not going to happen. So they're going to have to give it up. And, man, the NHL has made some really head-scratching decisions. This one's right at the top. Right at the top. Anaheim and Vegas are obviously upset about it. They didn't like how it played out. But, come on. You lose a first-rounder. Now, I guess, did they did they purposefully withhold information? Like, if you're trading him to Vegas... Why, like, what would be the big deal of including that he has a, a no trade list? You know what I mean? Like, so if it was an innocent error, why is that a first round pick? That's what I don't understand. Like, this didn't seem like such a crazy thing. Hey, we traded the guy, which was legal. You could have traded him to Vegas. But then we didn't include the, the no trade uh, list with, I don't know. Seems like what's, what would be the benefit for Ottawa to do it is my point. They've already traded the player. He, he was going to Vegas. Like, what would be the gain for them? Ha, ha, ha. We're going to screw them over. We're not going to include it. So, I don't... Uh, uh, so, uh, to me... Now, the only thing is, um, unless they lied about it, right? And and so, my question would be, why? Why would you do that? Like, lying's never good. Anybody out there, we've all lied probably at some point, unless you're some saint. Good on you. But uh, most people have lied at some point in your life. And sometimes, you know, you lie about, like, the dumbest things. You're just like, why? Why would I do that? So why would Ottawa, if indeed it's true, why would they lie? The trade was made. Who cares if he has a a 10-team no-trade list? Are they suddenly not going to acquire him in July? You don't just acquire a player hoping, well, geez, we're not sure. We've got to be able to make sure we can give him away. Like, I don't know. It was... If they actually did withhold it purposely, then then Dorian, you know what? Deserves to be fired. Because that is something you don't need to lie about. At all. In the moment. I don't get it. At the same time, though, like, if you're the agent, don't you ever talk to the GM in Vegas about it? Hey, you know, hey, just, you know, I don't know. I guess it would have to come up in conversation, but maybe it would. I have no idea. So, we'll see. Take a quick break. Dave McCarthy from uh, SiriusXM will uh, join us next. We'll talk uh, Sens. We'll talk uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, well, Charlie McAvoy suspension. He's out for uh, four games. And, ooh, some pressure. It's early. It's now November, baby. Now the pressure starts to ramp up a little bit. Slow starts. You can tell yourself it's October, but it's not anymore. Now it's November. There's a few teams that need to get rolling. Discuss them next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, coming to you live, as always, in the E-Well studio, E-W-E-L.ca, for all your electrical needs. 223 on Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation YouTube. Welcome back to the uh, Jason Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Hope you are having uh, a lovely day. Uh, right now, uh, ranges anywhere from uh, 12 games to 20 before the orders get back to what we say is an even 500, as many wins as total losses. 
currently uh, two and six to uh, start the season. As I mentioned, I won't be surprised at the end of the year if you look back that October was the order's worst month of the year. Obviously, it's going to be hard to be worse. So that's one thing. But I expect they will uh, they will play much better for sure. Now, let's get to our big guest of the day today. Brought to you by the Spruce Grove Saints. If you're looking for exciting uh, AJHL action, go to sprucegrovesaints.ca. It's where you can uh, get your tickets as the uh, Saints, after a little bit of a slow start by their standards, uh, things are uh, are heating up for them. And uh, now they're uh, starting to roll a little bit uh, on the road uh, this weekend for a rare 3-3. Three and three. That just doesn't happen very often in the AJHL anymore. But uh, their next home game is uh, Friday the 10th. And get your tickets at Spruce Grove Saints. Dot .ca. So they play in Drumheller Friday, in Okotoks on Saturday, and then in Calgary on Sunday afternoon. So the uh, the dreaded uh, three and two and a half days, which uh, happens every now and then uh, in the AJHL and uh, in the WHL, but not nearly as much as it used to. Uh, Dave McCarthy from Sirius XM usually joins us on Tuesday, but uh, we're happy to have him this week on Wednesday. And uh, good timing, Dave, because there's a few more stories around the NHL today. Um, have you done anything wrong two years ago that, uh, you know, you want to own up to now that you think you should probably get punished for? Because like, I just don't understand why this happened today, right? When the trade originally was in July of 21, then they, uh, you know, then Vegas tried to trade, uh, Dadunov in 2022, which is still, you know, what's that? 20 months ago. And it's only now that the punishment comes out. Explain to me, Dave, why? Why? It- yeah, it's really puzzling. Not to the best of my recollection can I think of anything that I did wrong two years ago that is that has punishment pending. Um, so thankfully, I think I'm in the clear. But but what I will say, you played Magical Mystery Tour coming into the segment, Gregor. Yeah. I feel like Michael Andlauer <laughs> feels like he's on a mystery tour. It may not be magical, but a mystery tour himself. What with the shrapnel that he takes from an incident that occurred two years ago in the Dadnov situation, uh, the Pinto investigation into sports wagering, he said uh, he was not made privy to either prior to finalizing his purchase for the team. So I wouldn't be all that thrilled about that if I was Michael Andlauer because it certainly would have uh, provided him an opportunity to to leverage the price of the franchise down a little bit. Now, the counter to that would be that if uh, Ann Lauer and his team did their due diligence properly, uh, I hope they asked in advance of finalizing the purchase agreement, hey, are there any investigations for whatever reason that might be pending against the franchise right now? I mean, you could take the defense if you're the National Hockey League and say, well, nobody asked us, so we didn't tell. If 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 he asked and it wasn't disclosed, then I think he would have a real case to to really really not be happy with the decision. But um, in saying all that, I'm surprised that it, it's punishment that uh, took this long to levy. Um, it is harsh. It is harsh punishment to be sure. Um, and now, really, what was a no good, very bad, awful week for the Senators last week. Uh, continues into uh, a second week. And I guess this uh, gave uh, finally um, cause to make a change at general manager because, I mean, if anything's a fireable offense, 
simply not conducting the paperwork properly in a trade um, is about as close to one as I think you can get. Yeah, because we have a lot of people wondering if isn't there a trade, don't you automatically have to submit the the no trade list? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it would have been great to maybe have an explanation in your press release. Like, I, I know that's asking a lot, Dave. Transparency, like, shocking. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, the NHL doesn't seem to be uh, high in the list. So, Dorian gets uh, let go today, which, you know, uh, was this the final straw? Maybe. I'm sure the new owner's like, what, now I'm giving up a first-round selection? Okay, see ya. Um, I think we all knew that Dorian was on thin ice anyway uh, the minute Steve Stales was hired. So is Steve Stales the next Dubas? It says interim GM, and then eventually he's going to be the GM. Well, it's interesting. I mean, Steve Stales is a guy that's had a lot of experience uh, running junior hockey teams, as he did with Michael Andlauer in the Ontario Hockey League. Um, running a national hockey team, national hockey league team, is an entirely different kettle of fish. Uh, certainly from the the presidential role, right, where, where there's a lot more um, off the ice, so to speak, if you want to use that term, responsibilities that fall uh, under that role, right? Like uh, schmoozing with sponsors, uh, finding sponsorships, um, sales, the whole nine yards, right? Um, that that goes beyond the purview of just simply figuring out the 18 players that you want in your roster to go on the ice every night. So um, does he take on both jobs on a permanent basis? I'd be a little surprised if that was the case. Okay. Um, I, I would be, just because that's that's a lot to ask of a guy that, that doesn't have a ton of experience running a team at the National Hockey League level. Um, you look in Toronto, to, to use another example, um, Brendan Shanahan, when he was brought in as president of the Toronto Maple Leafs, sure, he has final call ultimately on, on roster decisions, but he's not the guy with his hands on the wheel of the day-to-day machinations of the roster, nor do I think he has any interest in doing so. Um, I think he, he enjoys playing much more the corporate-type role where it's, it's managing up so to speak, to ownership rather than managing down um, to your roster. And, and of course, he's brought in general managers to fill that role. Um, does Steve Steos have the desire to take on both? Again, that would surprise me just because it's a lot of work um, and there's a lot of things to get done in Ottawa right now as they look to continue to try to move toward uh, a new a new building and and get a project there underway. That's a whole set of responsibilities. Um, again, building up the the business portfolio of the team that that requires some work now under Andlauer. Um, now that he's come come on board, um, you know. Add into that um, worrying about the roster on a day-to-day basis. I just don't see that as a as a long-term tenable solution. Dave McCarthy from uh, Sirius XM uh, joins us. So, Davey, now we're into November. It's it's still early. Lots of teams haven't played ten games, but uh, you know, I think Ottawa's uh, firing today suggests that you know what? Hey, there's certain places where the uh, um, the couch is a little bit hotter than others. Uh, I do think DJ Smith, I, I won't be stunned if he's far behind, if, if Ottawa doesn't get going here. Like, they're 4-4, four and four, right? Uh, he's been there a long time. It's a new GM who never hired him. We all know how that works out. And plus the record at the end of the day. If, if the Ottawa Senators don't get uh, going here and starting winning some games, I think uh, he could be the next to go. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the next week. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'd give it to American Thanksgiving. I mean, that tends to be... I find the benchmark 
that teams use when they come into a season with high expectations, uh, but coaches that are very clearly uh, on the hot seat. Um, again, to use a Toronto example, when Mike Babcock got let go, it was just after Hall of Fame weekend, like five days before American Thanksgiving. And that was a situation where they begrudgingly kept Babs that summer. And it was clear that his leash was, was very short in terms of, of, of the start that they got off to that year. And, and that year in 2019, they didn't get off to a very good start and ultimately they pulled the trigger. So, you know, here we sit on November the 1st. Um, senators very much like, uh, the Leafs back in 19 come into the year with expectations. Right, you can't keep telling me if you're the uh, the senators, uh, higher ups, management, ownership. What a great young roster we've got here! And then you come in every year, and then by American Thanksgiving, it's pa- it's pack up shop and go home because the first six weeks have sunk our season. Um, it would have been conceivable to to make a change um, behind the bench for Ottawa in the off season. I think, right? Like if, if they decided to do that, then I don't think anybody really would have been surprised, but clearly um, they're giving DJ Smith one more kick at the can to try to get the most out of this roster. But, but make no mistake, this is a year in which Ottawa still intends to compete. So if it looks like it's going off the rails in the next, say 14 to 21 days, um, you get to a point where if you don't make a move immediately, the season can become unsalvageable. So I would suggest the next two to three weeks of utmost importance, not just from a competition standpoint in Ottawa, in terms of where the season is going to go, but also for the security of DJ Smith's job. Looking at a few other teams, uh, the New York Rangers are off to an excellent start. Excellent start. Uh, Offensively, they're good. Uh, Panarin's great. Their power play is outstanding. Defensively, they're not giving up much. Um, you what know, a roadie, too. Uh, five yeah. for five. First time ever in their franchise Shocking. history that they uh, won, which shows you it's tough to win all five on, on a road trip at any point. But, uh, you know, they've been around the league a pretty long time since uh, 1928. So it's a long time. Where are you on the like the Rangers at the start of the year? A lot of us thought, okay, you know what? The Rangers could be good. We'll see if Kako and Lafreniere can take a step. Everybody liked their goaltending. Everybody liked their blue line. Their top four is yeah. excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Where are you on the Rangers and Kako and Lafreniere? Um, just okay, I would say to this point. Like, I, I was hoping this would be the year where the two of those guys really take a significant step forward to becoming unquestionably impact players that's desperately what the rangers need because you know i I was pointing this out on my show for the last year or two the you know it feels like just yesterday the rangers sent out that that infamous letter to season ticket holders signifying they were going to go into a rebuild and that was 2018 so not that long ago but but getting on and and now they're in a position where if you look at their top guys, the Criders, the Pinairns, the Zibanejads, the the Trubas, like they're getting into their thirties. Um, it's not it's not a long window for 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 chances to take kicks at a Stanley Cup like it is, for instance, in the team that resides across the Hudson River, the New Jersey Devils. Like they're going to have 
eight, 10 kicks at it if, if they want to, and they can continue to keep their roster together based on the age of that team. The Rangers have like two or three kicks left, I think, at most before their top guys just come to a point in their career where they start to resemble the guys that currently constitute the roster in the Washington Capitals, for instance. So that's why they bring in a guy like Peter Laviolette, a guy that doesn't tend to have a lot of staying power as a head coach, but tends to have immediate success as a head coach. That's why they brought him in, because they know, like, we're not interested in a coach that's going to be here for five, six years. We need a guy that's going to put us in a position to win over the next two or three. And what would really help is if Lafreniere and Capocacco, who were really the two prized acquisitions as a result of the plan to endure some short-term pain for them to transform into a next wave of, of talent um, that, that's bringing another level, another level of depth to this group. If they can do that, they're going to be in really good shape. Case in point, I watched up close last night, the LA Kings, Archer Kaliev and Quinta Byfield looked like really effective players. Yeah. Like, guy, like guys that look like, you know what, okay, they had a couple of weird years with, with COVID and the shortened schedule and, and non-traditional dynamics and all of that, um, where their development is interrupted. But they look this year like, man, they've, they've really taken a step. And talking to some folks from L.A., like it wasn't just last night. They've looked like that all throughout the year. That's really going to drive the Kings forward, similar, right, to the Rangers that have that older group of the Kopitars and the Dowdies and guys that have been around for a little while, but they need that next injection to help those older guys out. It's looking like it's happening in L.A. with the Kings. They've been okay, Lafreniere and Capocacco to this point, but I'd still like to see another step taken there. Um, and if they can, then I think the Rangers are really talking. Are you, uh, you, you look at, it's early on. Vegas and Colorado, a lot of people say, hey, those two are wagon teams, no question. Uh, are you buying the Boston Bruins? They're 8 0 1, right? They're, they're plus 15. They've outscored teams 29 to 14. Are you a believer that the the Bruins are a legit wagon, or are you skeptical because of their center ice position? Uh, I don't know about legit wagon uh, at this point. I mean, you do have to keep in mind their schedule at the beginning of the year um, might have been as easy as they could have come up with. Like if 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 Jim Montgomery and Don Sweeney and Cam Neely had been called into the schedule makers' room uh, in the summertime, the schedule maker said, "You know what? Look." You just lost Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, so we're going to throw you guys a bone here. You pick the teams that you'd like to pick, uh, that you'd like to play your first six or seven or eight games. That might have been who they picked. Uh, that's not what happened. But it, it's <laughs> it, it's. Well, I just don't want people to start going on now because we know how some people like to come up with scenarios and run with it, and it's utter bollocks, and yet, for whatever reason, people believe it. So that's not what happened. But you wouldn't be shocked if that's what did, because that that's how easy their schedule was. Nonetheless, you win the games that are in front of you, and they've done so. Uh, but I don't think – I never thought they were going to crater. I really didn't. Um, you know, they, they've still got a quality roster. And and some of the guys that they lost, like they lost Taylor Hall for cap reasons. They brought in James Van Riemsdyk, and he's been pretty effective. So so it's been almost a wash there. Um, you know, right now Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka, they're playing not bad up the middle of the ice. 
And, you know, I, I talked to Sheldon Keefe today because the Leafs are going to face Boston tomorrow. Um, and, and I asked him what he thought of the Bruins. And he said, I'm not like you're surprised, but you're not really surprised because he said their blue line is still fairly intact to what it was last year. Albeit McAvoy is going to begin a four game suspension. Matt Grizzlick's on LTIR, but they'll get back eventually if they can, you know, hold the, the fort without them, they'll be fine. He said their goaltending is among the best in the league. So he said, when you can have quality goaltending in a solid back end and build from the back out, that gives you a chance to win game in and game out. Um, and they're like, let's not forget. David Pasternak's still kicking around, and he's fifth in the league in scoring right now. Brad Marchand's point a game, and and he holds guys to a high standard. Um, it's not exactly like they've got nobody yeah. um, up front. So I think Boston's going to be a playoff team. Are are they going to have sixty five wins? Like because they're actually off Gregor to a better start than they were through nine games last year when they won sixty five. They were eight one and zero last year. They're eight zero and one. This year, so technically better, Mm. technically better. They're going to be a playoff team, I think. I don't think they're going to win 65, um, but I also think come trade deadline time, they're going to be able to go out and 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 look to to fill that hole up the middle of the ice. Um, And if they can do that, I I think they're going to be in pretty good shape. Dave, uh, what was your favorite Halloween candy as a kid? And what is your favorite one now? Well, I, the, I think I was talking about it with you at the end of last week's show. Um, rockets, those little like you know. Oh, you like colored... the rockets? Yeah, oh, I, right. we always. You know what we did as as kids? We called them energy tablets for whatever reason. Uh, when we were playing mini sticks outside in the park oh, yeah. at recess, we, sure. Yeah, you'd pop a couple of those energy tablets, and you felt like you got a little bit of a boost. So love those. And um, like now, like can you go wrong with a Kit Kat? Like, really, who doesn't like Kit Kat bars? Even if you're not a big sweets guy, if that's sitting there on the counter, you might graze by and grab that and just take a bite. Now, have you ever tried a Kit Kat in the United States? Because people were telling me yesterday online that they do have Kit Kats in the States, but it's different. November. It's different chocolate. Really? No, I haven't. I haven't. Is it like you can taste it? Like, if I blind taste tested you right now, you'd be able to pick it? No, I've never, I've never, I've never had one. So I'm asking if you ever had one. Okay, no. No, I haven't, but no, that makes sense. Like there's a variety of different things that are the same thing, but taste different in one country than the other. Case in point, you have a Guinness in Ireland, tastes very different when you have a Guinness in Canada. Not necessarily better. Yes. No, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. (laughs) Davey, have yourself a great one. Uh, We will talk to you next Tuesday. Okay, buddy. I'll see you. That's uh, Dave McCarthy from uh, Sirius. XM uh, joins us uh, usually every Tuesday. Uh, we had to switch this week to uh, Wednesdays uh, when we return. Uh, we'll go deep in the Edmonton owners. Sam Gagne, number 89, is back. Where is he going to play? We'll find out next. The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 247, how are you? Welcome back. Wednesday edition of The Gregor Show, Sports 1440. Live, Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, uh, from uh, Spruce Grove Rick, brother of LeDuc Dan. Hey, guys, did you see the video of Celine Dion taking pics with the Canadians? Reminds me of the snub from Strud's. <laughs> oh, hey, that's another classic story. Like, very few things that will irritate the Strud man, but that's one of them. Don't snub him. And really, who likes to get snubbed? It's never uh, it's never good. But uh, Celine, uh, 
Really kind of snubbed him. It's glad. But again, you know, it was like, hey, this is Jason. He's from Canada. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure after a while you get sick of it because some American. Hey, do you know Pete from uh, from Su- Su- uh, Sault Ste. Marie? And you're like, no, I live in Alberta. There's some Americans just think that every Canadian knows every other Canadian. Um, that is quite uh, comical at times. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, let's get to the old report now, brought to you by VolvoCarsEdmonton.com, where right now all 2023 models, any make, any type, S, uh, you want the S60, the XC90, you name it, you can get $5,000 off right now on any 2023 model at VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. As uh, Tyler Iremchuk from uh, Orders Nation joins us um, very green background. Uh, it's looking like uh, Shrek uh, a little bit there, uh, yep. Ty. Uh, very in the Halloween mode still. I like it. Uh, Sam Gagne, who has been a fan favorite in Edmonton for a long time. What's your expectations for 89? First off, I thought maybe you wanted me to come on and do the weather. So I just made okay, it nice. behind me. So sure. Everything out. Um, I think with Gagne, I mean, if he can come in and be a positive player on the fourth line, that's a win because I wasn't getting that from Adam Ernie. And we were joking at Oilers Nation like, oh, Gagne's just got to be better than Adam Ernie for the Oilers. And it's like that's like picking between a kick in the junk and anything else, right? Like Ernie wasn't giving him anything. He was playing three and a half minutes. How could you expect him to give anything in that? Hopefully Gagne gets to play some minutes. Hopefully he can bring a bit of an offensive pulse to that bottom five, as Jay Woodcroft called it, because – like Woodcroft said, Ernie's paying the price for a group of five guys who are not producing right now. If Gagne can come in and help that bottom five get pro- even just a little bit productive, it's a win. It was interesting today. It was like the top five because they had uh, five forwards in white jerseys, McDavid, Drysettle, Kane, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins. And then in the blue forward jerseys, there was Fogel, McLeod, Holloway, and then uh, Gagne, uh, Ryan, and Brown. And now I don't, I saw last game, it was, you know, Ryan McLeod was essentially the fourth line center and, uh, you know, they rotated guys in the third line. And so I, I wonder if, you know, we'll see that a little bit. Warren Fogel's, you know, tied for the team league in five on five goals. I see zero reason to demote him out of your top six right now, unless they're going to say, Hey, we're going to try to get some other lines going. Um, I don't know if they want Gagne and Ryan on the same line. We'll see. Um, you know, I think they want a little bit more offensive punch. Is what Jay Woodcroft said from them. I I actually I know there's some people that are <laughs> like I actually I shouldn't laugh, but I do chuckle at the uh, overreaction to Connor Brown and oh put him on waivers like it's it's ridiculous. You I think Connor Brown. Um, I talked to him yesterday. Like he, he there's a player I like guys when they're when they're confident, not cocky. Just says hey, I haven't lost my hands. I haven't gone I haven't gone anywhere. The first three games I wasn't very good. I was behind a step. Then I got my legs. I feel like I've been very close. Today in practice, looked like a guy who's like, if I score in practice, I'm scoring in a game. Like every chance he got, he was burying today. And it's something I watch for in practice. I think Connor Brown's ready for a breakout game. What do you think? I agree with you 1,000%. I think the people who are doing the whole, like, put them on waivers, save the money, I think that is the dumbest possible thing you could do right now. And it's a great way to make sure every agent in the league hates you going forward. Also, the guy who signed this deal and got this bonus for Connor Brown is now running the team. Like, come on, it's dumb. I think Brown is primed for a breakout, and it ties into a little bit of what I would like to see Jay Woodcroft do with the Lions. I like McDavid, Drysaddle, and Fogle. 
I really liked Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, and Kane on a line. Yeah. Evander Kane was buzzing. They were doing good things. And I want to put Connor Brown and even Dylan Holloway in a spot where they can succeed. I'd be running those two as your, in air quotes, extra forwards in the bottom six. And I would just be playing them with McDavid and Dreisaitl and even Nuge, whoever you're rotating through there. Because Connor Brown looked good when he got a few minutes with Leon Dreisaitl in the last game. He looked good when he got a few minutes with Connor McDavid. I think you need to commit to playing this guy with skill, ride out this little slump, unlucky streak he's going through, because the production's going to turn around for him. I really do believe that. Oh yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. I think I think it'll be fine. Like I did some number crunching. He had the 139th most goals amongst all NHL players over a six year span, and then he got injured. So you know what? That's that's a top five producing consistent over a six year span forward on any team. So, you know, it's not the top guys. And I think that's sometimes what a lot of us forget is, you know, you take the top tier guys. but then Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You know, guys who can consistently score 18 to 20 goals, they're pretty valuable. Oh, yeah. And again, like everyone wants to complain about the bonus that's going to kick in next year. This contract was about this year. It was about building as good of a team as you possibly could for this season. And Connor Brown at 775K, you weren't getting him if you didn't give him the bonus next year. So if you look at it for this year, he's still going to be a 15 to 20 goal guy for this team. He's still only going to cost you 775K against the cap. And again, all you had to spend this year was under a million dollars on this roster spot. You weren't getting better than Connor Brown this year. No. Um, Tyler, your check. Joins us. Uh, they've the schedule over the next five here sets up very well for Edmonton. They're rested, you know. They're having fun at practice. They take on a Dallas team that's third game in four nights, second half of a back to back. Doesn't guarantee you a win, but it gives you a big advantage going into Thursday's game. Then they got the one team that Leon Drysaddle can almost single handedly beat himself uh, in Nashville. Doesn't guarantee a win, but again, 
in their favor. The Vancouver game is the one that's interesting because the Canucks are playing well and they've already beat the Orders twice. I would think the Orders will go into that game uh, fairly hot-headed. doesn't mean they'll win. And then San Jose, I will guarantee a win. I don't care. The San Jose Sharks are terrible. They'll beat them. And Seattle has never matched up well against the Orders. So, like, these next five games, winning four out of five seems very doable. Oh, yeah. I made the prediction in an article that should be up some point tonight on Oilers Nation. By the time the Oilers play the Shark, or sorry, play the Lightning on November 18th, they will be back at 500. You have seven games, or it's the five that the people on YouTube see on their screen, and you just rattled off. After that, you get the Islanders and the Kraken on home ice. I think in those seven games, Gregor, the bar right now for this team should be five and two. You mentioned they're having fun at practice. The fan base is starting to have fun again. Like it feels like that win at the Heritage Classic. It was only one victory. But, man, did it ever take a weight off this city, the fan base, and, like you said, the team as well. Tyler, based on the the decision today by the NHL, will the Ottawa Senators have to pay the Edmonton Orders a second or third round pick in 2026 for hiring Steve Stales? Oh, man. It is, like, again, you talk about kicks in the you-know-what. The fact that the Oilers had to give up picks for Shirelli and uh, Todd McCollin. Yeah, it's the dumbest then, like, rule in the NHL. The- <laughs> then the energy goes and we're done we're good now like ah, it is a shame because the Oilers probably should be getting a pick out of that and it's dumb that the NHL even had that rule to begin with but whatever um they came down hard though like Michael Andlauer this is quite the welcome to the NHL moment that you had a player get suspended for gambling activity and then you lose a first round pick that is such a significant punishment like I couldn't believe it when I saw it well you think about it, it's a first round selection for a trade that was made initially Two years and four months ago, right? Like, A, why did it take this long is, is my number one question. Like, how serious, how deep of an investigation do you have to do? A, you provided the no trade list, yes or no. It's a very simple answer, right? Like, I don't understand why it would take this long. And it, Like, I don't know. It, it seems really harsh. Like, there has to be something more, which is typical NHL. There's, there has to be something more to this story that we don't know. If Vegas asks and they, even if, if it was like, hey, uh, does he have a no movement clause? No, he doesn't. Okay. Well, so you lied, but my, considering what happened to the Chicago Blackhawks and such, like, does it, is it just me or does this seem like a, a real serious, um, punishment for this? Well, also, there's a very easy way, similar to the Shane Pinto thing, Greg's, there's a very easy way for the NHL to get around this whole conversation we're having and probably every other sports podcast and radio show is having in the next couple of days. And it's the NHL looks like a joke because no one knows what's going on. All me and you can do is sit here and speculate because the release they put out about the Pinto suspension just said sports betting activities, but we have no proof he bet on the NHL. Okay, so why did he get suspended 41 games if he wasn't betting on NHL games? NHL doesn't want to provide clarity. You look at this example here, and it's like, okay, it was a trade. Sure, they lied. It was a minor trade, though. You're docking them a first-round pick. Why? Do you have any info? No, the release from the NHL is like three lines. It's an absolute joke. If the league came out with any ounce of clarity, at least people wouldn't be sitting here speculating and wondering. No, no, uh, that is uh, totally fair. Uh, Skinner Thursday Campbell Saturday, is that what you're expecting? Yeah, I think so. I think you really, really want to follow up the Heritage Classic with another good performance, and it's obvious right now that Stuart Skinner gives you the best chance to do it. And then Saturday, that's an easy choice too. Jack Campbell played great against the Predators last time out. He should be ready to go for that one. So you do at some point need to get back to a bit of a rotation, but in the short term here, when you're just trying to stack up a couple of wins, I do not mind going with the hot-handed Stuart Skinner tomorrow night. 
Ty, great stuff, buddy. Have yourself a wonderful day. We will uh, chat with you next Wednesday. Thanks, Rick. That is uh, Tyler Ramchuk from uh, Oilers Nation. It's like it seems like a pretty serious clampdown. And you know what? All I'm saying is, if they lied, no problem. Because there's nothing else that could like what else could be at play here. Either they didn't divulge that he had a a ten team no trade list, or they did. Like there, there's like there's no other option here. Because he got traded in July of 21. He then played for Vegas for a few months. Then Vegas went to try to trade him at the deadline. Um, uh, he blocked it. Said, no, I'm not going to Anaheim. They couldn't find anyone else to move him, I guess. They ended up missing the playoffs that year. Then they won the cup the year later. Like, So th- that's what's the unique thing. Let's say they would have traded Dadnoff. Right? Would it somehow have impacted them in a different way that they don't win the cup in 23? To wait this long is what I don't understand. I just, I don't, I don't get it. It, uh, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me at all. So, um, I don't know about you guys, but it seems, um, it seems rather odd, rather odd for sure. Hey, Gregory, uh, you mentioned Connor Brown. Who are the guys uh, from, if he's, 139th, who's listed from 130 to 150? Well, here's the list. Are you ready? Ryan Hartman, Jaden Schwartz, Matthew Barzell, Nick Benino, Brady Kachuk, Adrian Kempe, Ryan Johansson, Andre Svechnikov, Connor Brown, Boone Jenner, Jean-Gabriel Peugeot, Gustav Nyquist, Roman Yossi, Blake Coleman, Jakob Voracek, Jordan Stahl, Andre Palat, and then a few defensemen, Burns Hedman, and uh, who am I? Oh, there's one more on the other page. Uh, Eric Halla. Right? There you go. Those are the guys. Like, it's, you know, it's a mismatch of different types of players. But it just shows you, like, scoring consistently, and that's goals. And keep in mind, you want to know how many goals Connor Brown had over those six years? 90. And it's like an average of 15 a year. Right? So I think sometimes, and that's, like, the high guy at 130 was 92. Right? I think it's important for people when they have these expectations, like consistency is difficult. And there's a significant drop from the top guys. Like the top guys are scoring 230 plus goals. Right? And it drops off quite a bit. So there you go. Let's get to uh, the con man. Sports 1440 update presented by BIE Engineering. Specialize in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.